Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we're talking about the Hawks' 119-107 win over the Houston Rockets. After the Rockets erase a 23-point deficit and take a lead in the fourth quarter, the Hawks are able to get big performances from their starters and get out of Houston with the win. Without further ado, let's get into it. Feels like the Hawks just sometimes want to make it difficult on themselves, can't take the easy way, but they come out of Houston and get a win and send the Houston Rockets to their 17th straight loss. Uh, After the game, Danilo Gallinari said there's sometimes going to be games that you don't win uh, in a pretty fashion, but those are still wins, and that's exactly what the Hawks did. Um, They went into Houston, played a team that is missing a ton of players. The Rockets only dressed eight players for this game, and their uh, list of injured and missing players seems to go on forever, including names like John Wall, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, Ben McLemore, just a ridiculous list of injuries and people sitting out for personal reasons. But the Hawks went in and got a win on the road, which was really good to see. It seems like the Hawks are taking care of teams that they should take care of. And it's something, you know, a young team is going to have to learn how to do. Again, I'll reiterate what Gallinari said at the end of the game. You know, there are going to be games that you don't win in as easy fashion as you want to. But what's important right now is just to get the wins. And the Hawks now are up to 500. They're 20 and 20 on the season. And uh, that's just huge for the Hawks, especially going into this uh, Western road trip, West Coast road trip that they have coming up. But getting into the game, the Hawks started out looking fantastic. The Rockets had a little bit of a burst in the first quarter, but the Hawks ultimately won that quarter 35-22. to And specifically, Danilo Gallinari looks fantastic, just hitting threes, and the Hawks looked like they were going to cruise to victory. Um, in the second quarter, their defense gave out a little bit, and they did win the quarter 38-36. to But as uh, the Hawks were talking about last Um, game they don't want to give up 30 point quarters and unfortunately in that second quarter and the third quarter they would give up 36 points and 34 points and a big part of the game was I thought right at the end of the second quarter the Hawks pushed their lead all the way up to 23 which would ultimately be their biggest margin in this game and with 230 left to go in the second quarter the Houston Rockets were able to cut that lead down to 15 and that doesn't sound like a lot I mean the Hawks are still up double digits you know, cutting the lead from 23 to 15, what, what's the big deal on that? But I thought it gave the Rockets a little bit of momentum. It gave them something they could latch on to and be like, look, we were down 23, but we've already cut it down to 15 and really gave them some life. Uh, a lot of times in basketball, if you're able to put a team away early and not give them any confidence, it's really something that you should look to do. And unfortunately, the Hawks weren't able to do that. The Rockets got really strong performances from kind of three guys, Deshaun Deshaun Tate, Victor Oladipo, and Kevin Porter Jr. And Victor Oladipo had an awful first quarter. He only scored two points, but he would ultimately go on to score 34 points. And that would be a big part of how the uh, Rockets were able to get back into the game. Now, ultimately, the worst quarter for the Hawks was the third quarter. They came out, and the Rockets were in a zone, and The Hawks ran a beautiful set to get John Collins a corner three, and he drained it. Um, But from that point on, it was really the Rockets' quarter, and the Rockets just took over the third. They scored 34 points on 54% shooting from the field. They were 5 of 9 from three-point land, 
and they outscored the Hawks 14 to 2 in the paint in that quarter. So if they're shooting 5 of 9 from 3 and outscoring the Hawks in the paint, there's really no way the Hawks are going to be competitive at all in a quarter like that. And uh, the Hawks did not have Clint Capella and Oneka Okongwu again in this game, and Nathan Knight was the first big off the bench. But John Collins just wasn't really effective um, in the third quarter. He only got to play four minutes because he got in foul trouble again, and that's the one knock on John. Um, he is so offensively gifted. He's come a long way on the defensive end this season. In fact, he had four blocks in this game. He really had a nice game. But getting into foul trouble just limits the number of minutes he can play. And he is, him not being on the floor is a big reason of why the Rockets were able to get into the paint at will and really um, kind of get back into this game between threes and uh, attacking the paint and getting and ones. Uh, leading the attack in the paint again, Deshaun Tate, Victor Oladipo, and Kevin Porter Jr., um, they were relentless in tack- attacking the paint. And then once they had the Hawks collapsing, it really led to some easy shooting for some of their bench players. But... Uh, from the perimeter, and they were able to cut the lead all the way down to one going into the fourth quarter. Um, as I've said a, a couple times now on this winning streak, and it feels so good to say that the Hawks are on this six-game winning streak, but it felt like the Hawks had put in a lot of good work, and then we're going to let like one bad quarter uh, sort of eliminate all that goodwill. But uh, it was a, a brutal, brutal game down the stretch The Rockets in Atlanta went back and forth for the first six minutes of the quarter. Um, Both the Hawks were resting Trey Young and the Rockets were resting Victor Oladipo. And it seemed like, you know, the the Rockets were able to get their first lead in the fourth quarter uh, since the first quarter. And uh, uh, the Hawks did a good job of taking the lead right back. I thought Rajon Rondo did a nice job of finding John Collins on a pass for an easy dunk. And Gallinari, again, was really big in getting shots both at the perimeter and um, at the basket to keep the Rockets at bay. And then Trey Young came in, and I thought Trey did a wonderful job down the stretch, really calming the Hawks down. Um, the Having John Collins in there allowed the Hawks to get some offensive rebounds. In the fourth quarter, John was 2 of 5 from the field for four points, but he had five rebounds, and three of those were offensive. His offensive rebounds led to some three-point shots by Tony Snell and allowed the Hawks to really push the lead up. Uh, It got down to, you know, the Rockets took a lead. The Hawks were able to get a little bit of a lead and then finally stretched that lead to ultimately the margin of victory, which was 12 in the 119 to 107 win. Um, It was really nice to see the Hawks kind of, you know, have to dig this game out and really have the guts to finish it at the end after giving up that 23 point lead. Um, I thought they did a much better job executing and just hitting shots. They were finding Tony Snell for threes, um, finding uh, Kevin Herter hit a big three, I thought, that stretched the lead from uh, three to six. That felt like it was a big moment in the game with about two minutes to go. And then at the end of the game with under a minute to go, still some life for the um, Houston Rockets. They had cut the lead, or the lead wasn't over 10 yet, and they were trying to get their coach – Steven Silas was trying to get them to foul, but I think Kevin Porter Jr. tried to go for the steal on Trey Young. Trey Young, who didn't have an awesome night scoring, just calmly dribbled the ball behind his back. Kevin Porter went by, and Trey drilled a three that was kind of the, the dagger in the game. So the Hawks put it away. But um, 
just no no Hawks game without a little drama, and it, it got really frustrating in that third quarter for them. They build this huge lead, kind of take care of a team in the first half and, and sort of let off the gas. But for the Hawks to go out and get another win in the fourth quarter is really good to see and just continues this winning streak that has pushed them all the way back up to 500 at 20 and 20. Some of the big performances from the Hawks, um, Trey Young didn't have a huge night shooting the ball. He was just 3 of 13 from the field. His only three-pointer was that three-pointer in the fourth quarter. He had 13 points, three rebounds. He did have 14 assists, and he was just diamond people up. He had an awesome one-handed assist to John Collins in the paint. He had an awesome alley-oop to John Collins that John Collins got an alley, uh, an and one on. And he was just finding – there was no one on the Houston Rockets who could stay in front of him. And he had a beautiful crossover on Sterling Brown, uh, SMU alum. Shout out to him, Pony Up. But he had a beautiful crossover on Sterling Brown that just left him in the dust for an easy layup. 14 assists, 1 steal, and 5 turnovers. Um, Trey was plus 7 on the game. His turnovers continue to be something where I'm not worried about Trey's turnovers. It's, that's part of what makes Trey great. He takes ambitious passes to get his uh, teammates easy shots. He did have a few in this game where... Um, it felt like he one in particular that stood out. He went, he was trying to pass it to the player in the corner. I think it was Tony Snell, and he just threw it right to the Rockets, and it got the Rockets an easy layup. And it just felt like a little bit of a overly ambitious pass. But I can't get too much on Trey when he's just getting four, 14 assists and really helping his teammates. He just creates so many mismatches and gets his teammates such easy looks that um, you you just want Trey to continue to play like Trey. John Collins was huge in this game, 9 of 17, 1 of 3 from three-point land, 1 of 1 from the free-throw line, had 20 points, 10 rebounds, again, 5 of those coming in the um, fourth quarter, and John was just a huge part of what made the Hawks work in this game. Without Clint Capello and Neka Kongwu, he was really the man in the middle for the Hawks, especially defensively, and that was evident with his four blocks. He did have four fouls again, and that limited how much he could play for the Hawks in this game. But he had one assist and one steal. And again, his play in the fourth quarter was so big for the Hawks. And him and Danilo Gallinari played essentially the entire fourth quarter and uh, allowed the Hawks to come out of Houston with the win. Danilo Gallinari had 20 points in the first half. He was 10 of 14, 5 of 8 from 3. Made all of his free throws, 4 of those, 29 points, 6 rebounds. He had a block. Danilo has just found a rhythm. He gets into a shot, and you think that every shot is going in. He's so tall that on the perimeter, often he can just shoot over a player, even if he's being guarded. And then he's gotten very good at just going into the paint and doing the same thing, a little turnaround and getting an easy shot, or even drawing fouls with his herky-jerky slow-mo-like play. Tony Snell, 5 of 7 from the field, 5 of 7 from three-point land. He continues to be extremely consistent shooting the ball. And uh, while he won't have many other stats, he doesn't rebound a ton. He had three rebounds. One underrated thing about Tony Snell is his assists. He had five assists. Um, The Hawks as a team had over 30 assists in this game. They had 32 assists. And uh, I think Tony Snell does a good job of, you know, you want to peg him as a defensive specialist. And then he comes down and he's leading the league in three-point shooting. So he's a three-point shooter. But he sometimes puts the ball on the ground, and then he has five assists. He's just... A quiet guy who makes winning plays, and it's uh, good to continue to see the the strong play of Tony Snell. Kevin Herter might have hit the biggest three in the game. He was 6 of 13 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3, 
had 16 points, five rebounds, three assists, and three steals. I think his defense has turned up since Nate McMillan has turned taken over for the Hawks. And that three-pointer, I mean, I will echo this just as I echo that John Collins should be taking at least four three-pointers a game. I want Kevin Herter to take every catch-and-shoot three-pointer he can. He's so confident. His shot looks like it's going in every time, and he has the size to shoot over guys. Um, I thought it was just a big boost for him to take the three with two minutes to go, drain that three, put the Hawks up by six, and really kind of make make the difference where Houston was going to have to play extremely well to get the win. So great game from Kevin Herter. Nathan Knight came in and was the primary big off the bench. He was six of nine from the field, hit his only three-pointer, had 15 points, three rebounds, and a block. His 15 points combined with Bogdanovich's seven was really the big difference in the bench scoring. The Houston Rockets only played eight guys, and really their bench was a bunch of guys who were all rookies, um, some of them on, up, undrafted, and the Hawks took advantage. The Hawks bench outscored Houston 26-16. to 16. But Nathan Knight was nice, nice bringing his trademark energy and just trying to be in the right place at the right time. There are a couple times with the Hawks bigs where I would rather them just go up and like try to dunk the ball, which is weird because Nathan tries to dunk it every time he gets the ball, but sometimes they pass out of that. Um, and I would like to see them, especially against a small team like the Rockets, just go up and dunk it. But Nathan Knight was very solid off the bench. The entire Hawks bench was a plus was a positive in the plus minus. Bogdanovich had a solid game. He was three of eight from the field, hit one three-pointer. His one three-pointer came in the fourth quarter, um, seven points. He had two rebounds and two assists. And then Rajon Rondo was two of four from the field, four points and six assists. And I thought Rajon Rondo, now that he has Bogdanovich um, back, he just really is a nice, nice lift off the bench and is going to be finding players and getting them easy buckets. So very strong performance from the Hawks bench as well. On the Rockets side of the ball, there were three huge standouts that I've already talked about a little bit. Deshaun Tate was 9 of 19 from the field, 4 of 7 from three-point land. He hit some wild three-pointers. He hit one right at the end of the shot clock over John Collins that was an insane three. And then in the second half, he did it again as a Hawks player was coming out to challenge his three. He had 25 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. And he's sort of out of the mold of P.J. Tucker where he is 6'4", but he is thick and he uh loves going in the paint drawing contact and getting and ones he was three or four from the free throw line but he was a monster and did a lot of damage to the hawks victor oladipo started extremely slow early in the game kevin herter just straight up took the ball from uh victor oladipo beat him down the court and laid it in left-handed over him which it was just like is this really victor oladipo and then victor oladipo heated it up it was like he just kind of old man had to get all the the aches out of there and then once the second and third quarters came around he was could not be stopped he had a couple beautiful plays beautiful drives down the middle of the defense to get layups he had one double clutch layup that was just stunning um and he hit a big three-pointer after Danilo Gallinari had hit this three to kind of put the Hawks up by five or six uh Victor came down and the Hawks were in a zone and he just hit this deep three right no one came out and challenged him and it kept the Rockets in the game. He finished the game with 34 points, three rebounds, and five assists. Um, and then Kevin Porter Jr., who previously played for the Cleveland Cavaliers and had been a big-time Hawks hater, continued his Hawks hating ways. He was 10 of 21 from the field, 
two of nine for 22 points, had four rebounds, eight assists. So the Rockets got 81 points from those three. They got um, 19 assists and 13 rebounds, and those three really helped keep the Rockets in this game. If the Rockets had been able to get it out, pull this game out, it definitely would have been on the back of Oladipo and Kevin Porter Jr. I think Kevin Porter Jr. is a guy to watch going forward. Uh, the Rockets were trusting him to be their point guard at the beginning of this game, and he's oversized to be a point guard, And but he doesn't look like that's a job that's out of his, his reach. He's, he's a really good ball handler and loves to attack the basket. He didn't have a strong night shooting threes. He was only two of nine, but he had a really nice game, and, and all three of those guys love attacking the basket, and they were able to take advantage, especially in those middle two quarters of the game. But as disappointing as it was for the Hawks to give up a 23-point lead, and it was frustrating. There's uh, nothing more frustrating than going into a game that you think is going to be a trap game. Again, the Rockets had lost 16 in a row going into this game. Then playing well and then seeing the Hawks kind of step off the gas in the third quarter or just not have the same energy as the Rockets did. And then that could have been a huge loss. But to the Hawks' credit, they regrouped. They they were able to settle themselves and ultimately get the win. And all you need to do in the NBA right now is get uh, continue to stack up wins and, and get your wins as high as possible. The Hawks are now 20-20. and 20. They come home to play the um, Oklahoma City Thunder on Thursday. It was interesting in that post-game, uh, post-game interview. Kevin Herter was talking about how they were coming back home and playing a Thunder team that they owed. Um, the game they played in Oklahoma City was a close game that ultimately OKC broke open and was able to win. And I think the Hawks are looking for a little bit of a re- revenge game on there. So it would be nice to come home and get a win. And then the Hawks go on this big eight-game Western Coast swing. So hopefully, you know, the Hawks continue to play their best basketball. There's been some reporting that possibly Kevin Herter could – I mean, <laughs> Kevin Herter. Uh, DeAndre Hunter could be back this week. Um, or certainly over the Western Conference trip, which would be a huge boost. And possibly we could see Chris Dunn by the end of this month. But big win for the Hawks. Gets them to 500 at 20-20, and 20, which is, you know, if you had told me the Hawks would be 20-20 20 20 at some point in the season, I would be extremely excited about that. Um, they they took a game that they could have just let slip through their hands, and they, they cemented the victory. So good for the Hawks, and oh, we will be back to talk to you about the Hawks on Thursday. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. And go Hawks!